So hey guys, welcome to my podcast. Uh, I, I um, know that there are a lot of Disney podcasts out in the wild. Uh, a lot of folks talking about a lot of different things, but what I've I have noticed throughout uh, looking at and listening to all the podcasts was that I never um, I never heard a lot from a cast member's point of view and you know what it was like to uh, work for the mouse and you know I actually worked there I worked at Disney World for about eight years and I have a lot of a lot of stories some of them were great some of them were not so great but you know as I would tell my friends who uh, who didn't work for Disney they always would tell me you should write a book you should uh, you should tell some of those stories and I don't I'm not one to uh, to write about this stuff so I figured maybe give a podcast a try so tell a couple of the stories from the places that I worked across uh, Walt Disney World in Orlando and See if there's uh, any interest from everyone to um, to hear more of the story. So, yeah, it's a little bit of me talking, but uh, I hope you uh, enjoy the sound of my voice and the stories I tell. So, let's give it a try. So, I guess it'll start way back in oh the mid '90s, I would say. Uh, so, I was um, about 16, and I. Uh, I actually had worked for Universal Studios the summer before. I worked at Schwab's Pharmacy, scooping ice cream. That was my first real job, and uh, I, you know, I just moved to uh, to Orlando and uh, had to get a job. And my sister was actually in charge of guest relations at Universal, and so she recommended I come work there. And instead of getting all the fun jobs, uh, because I wasn't 18 yet, I couldn't work the rides. I uh, decided to work in food service. So that really is a uh, story for another day. Um, I think we'll probably start with my first job at Disney. So it was the following summer, and uh, I had to get I had to get work. And so <clears throat> uh, I, I read in the Orlando Sentinel that there was a job fair at Disney World, and I figured, oh, you know, I think it's time for me to to go try and work out at the mouse and. Uh, so I drove over to the casting building where there was a big tent and uh, there was actually a bunch of buses and the buses were taking you to a different building because it was such a, a huge event. And uh, so I walked over to the person checking everyone in and, and, you know, they had a bunch of tents and or a bunch of tables and, and said, uh, you know, each said a different role you could play. There was attractions and entertainment, food service and merchandise and, uh, and you know, uh, custodial and so I went over to, uh, I got off the bus and I went over to attractions and I said, uh, you know, I'd love to, uh, I'd love to work in an attraction. And, and the person working the tent said, oh, I'm sorry, you know, this morning we, we filled our last attractions job. And uh, she said, there's a lot of merchandise and there's food service. There's a lot of the other jobs. Why don't you go take a look over there? And I said, forget it. You know, that's the only job I really wanted to do. So I went to get out back on the bus. But as I was about to get back on the bus to get to my car, I stopped and I said, you know, there's probably something as easily, as easy I could do as, uh, as attractions and it couldn't be any worse than food service. I've already done that. So I was like, what's that in between? And so I decided merchandise would probably be the best way to go. So I went over to the merchandise line and I said, you know, what's, what does it take? And they said, oh, it's no problem. We'll, we'll put you in a, you know, money handling, handling training and, and, you know, we'll take care of all that stuff and you can work in the parks if you want. And so I said, all right. And I signed up and uh, became a cast member. And that was, yeah, I, have to, I think 1994. 
summer of 1994 sounds about right. Um, and, and the rest is history. So the first thing that you do, at least back then, uh, was go through this orientation program. It was called, at the time, it was called Traditions. And uh, it's really a sight to see. Uh, it is probably the peppiest and happiest uh, staff you'll ever experience because their whole job is just to envelop you in all things Disney, the history of Disney and Disney World and great customer service and how to how to effectively manage conflict when people aren't happy and how the customer's always right and ask three times if someone needs to go to first aid. Do you need to go to first aid? Do you need to go to first aid? Do you need to go to first aid? All these things happen with the traditions and it used to be a two-day class and I think now it's, I don't know what it is, but yeah, uh, so you know everybody kind of goes there, and and uh, it was it's back behind the Magic Kingdom where they park the monorails and the big cast parking lot, and, and so you know you you go in and you'd sit at a table with some other uh, cast members. You know, it was everybody, anyone who got hired at a specific time would go through this training. So attractions people, entertainment people, back of house people, management. Um, merchandise people we're all together in this room and we're, we're all kind of at these different tables and everyone has their name card and you kind of stand up and say who you are and your Disney you know history and what do you know about Disney and, and what I've been going since I was since I was you know in the womb we'd been my family traveled to Disney a couple of times maybe four or five times a year from from Chicago and, and Wisconsin and and uh, so you know I had all these stories and my older brother is taking me around and my sister taking me around and and all this fun stuff and uh, you know, it, it, that's a fun class. It, they really kind of show you the, 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 you know, the side of Disney that you need to um, basically portray when you're on stage, you know, when you're out in the park, what they call on stage. And, uh, and, and so it was fun. You know, you'd go and, and you'd go to the Magic Kingdom and you'd do a scavenger hunt and it's all well and good and a lot of fun. And it was really enjoyable. And it was something that, uh, you know, I remember as, as Disney doing well in terms of making sure that you were inspired, if anything. Um, if that, you know, continued when you got to where you worked, you know, that's different, but it, really that first step in was uh, was pretty exciting and pretty pretty fun. Um, it's all, it's blurry because it's been such a long time, but I, I do remember sitting in there with everybody and, you know, putting my name down on the white piece of paper and putting it in front of me and then putting getting my name tag and, you know, I was 17 and so... I felt I felt like I was part of something, which was, I guess, kind of pretty nerdy, but funny in the same sense. So, from that traditions, then they basically tell you, "Oh yeah, you're so and so, and you're going to be working here." And so I found out that I was working in uh, Adventureland merchandise. So, uh, yeah, I would be selling film and ponchos and shells, you know, and and assorted ephemera from Africa and the Amazon. And uh, across a lot of different shops in, in what we called AdLib or Adventureland Liberty Square merchandise. Um, so once we got our assignment, uh, the next thing we had to do was go to a cash handling class. So this was literally a class down in the utilitor. Oh, yeah, I'll tell you guys about the utilitor in a second. But this was literally a class down in this room where you had a mock cash register and mock money and you did credit card transactions and cash transactions and you learned to make change and and you learned to do refunds and you learned how to ship to hotels and uh, they used to do this thing I can I'll never forget it that you weren't allowed to look at the register to make change they they the, my trainer was like you don't look at the registers the numbers on the register to make change 
you do the math in your head. And I was like, okay, it's pretty rudimentary, but I would think you'd probably want us to get it right and, and, and not just, you know, kind of wing it. But uh, I was always pretty good at math, so I wasn't too concerned. But uh, so that was cash, uh, cash handling class. And, and so that was down in the Utilidor. And, uh, you know, Utilidor is, uh, you know, of Disney myth and legend to some of you. Um, some of you probably know it pretty well, but what essentially is, is it is a, uh, it's a series of tunnels underneath the Magic Kingdom. So uh, for you who know, or in the know, you know that uh, Disney was built above ground, or Magic Kingdom was built above ground, and Walt Disney had this, uh, you know, he had this belief that stories are told within the, the you know, visualizations you see in front of you, and nothing should break sight lines, and nothing should ever seem out of place. And so that's why we had these themes, you know, for Adventureland and and. Toontown and Liberty Square and Frontierland and Tomorrowland and Main Street USA, all that stuff. But uh, you'd always notice that that you'd never see cast members, Adventureland cast members in Tomorrowland or Tomorrowland cast members in Fantasyland. The only time you would see them is around the hub for the parade by the castle. But uh, he was he was way into this. He was a big believer in it. So when they designed Disneyland, they they basically had these tunnels, so you could essentially go through a you know a backstage door and walk down some stairs or an elevator and then you were down in this this labyrinth of tunnels where they had everything from costuming to getting food to where you got your paycheck to um, you know they had a bank down there you would see all the different characters with their without their heads on um, as well as things like all the garbage would be down there in in these uh you know um i think they call them avax tunnels which are basically these gigantic tubes that ran the length of the utilidors where you could hear them the garbage kind of shooting through at a you know, propulsion, you know, greater than the speed of light or whatever. But, uh, so that, so that was something that, that I, I've always heard about and I never had a chance to experience. And, um, there are a lot of utilidor stories that I'll continue to tell as we get, uh, you know, get down the path of this podcast. Uh, but, you know, kind of going back to Adventureland, uh, so, you know, over the course of a couple days, I finished my cash, cash handling and, um, got my costume and my costume at the time. So I don't know if you guys remembered, but, but the costume took on the, the appearance of a, of a, uh, you know, businessman. It had the, back in, you know, the sixties, the early seventies, it was these khaki, horrible khaki, uh, I don't know what these were. They weren't cotton. They were just awful. Um, like nylon almost, uh, bell-bottomy slacks and this black Hawaiian button-down t-shirt and uh and you had to wear like black black loafers it was just that oh, was awful god it was awful just to wear that thing it was really uncomfortable and and those pants uh, polyester that's what I'm thinking of it's polyester pants it was so hot man it was so hot and and so um I was 16 17 and that was uh that was, so that was my first kind of real taste of merchandise and the college program too all the college program kids coming in but again that's another story God, I got so many stories guys it's crazy but uh, the 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 places that I worked at let's see if I can remember them all God, this is gonna be uh, it's tricky so first of all there's Buana Bob's and Buana Bob's was in front of the Jungle Cruise and it looked like one of those um, photo shops you'd see at the mall out in the parking lot you know it was totally um surrounded or you were kind of there was not connected to anything like that and uh, you'd go in there and you'd sell primarily film 
and ponchos and uh did we sell cigarettes then i don't think we did i don't think we did no we didn't um film and ponchos were the big one and you know various bric-a-brac but the best part about that was when it rained nobody could get out there so you would just sit down and you relax a while but there was buana bobs which is now gone by the way buana bobs is now a cart that's up by um, the skipper canteen uh as you head towards uh the hub but so there was buana bobs and let's see if i could work my way down and up there was a lion king cart so just outside the entrance of the enchanted tiki room there was a lion king cart oh, this has to be 94 then yeah 94 95 sorry i'm trailing yeah uh, there was it was before that aladdin monstrosity was there but there was a cart that sold nothing but lion king plush and so you stood there and and sold your lion king stuff which moved pretty well and then there was the tiki tropic shop and that was over if you're walking towards frontierland the tiki tropic shop was the last shop before you hit the breezeway to get to frontierland and that sold nothing but merchant uh, surfing merchandise so back then it was yaga and stussy and odyssey tnc surf designs if you guys remember that stuff next to that was elephant elephant tails i think it was elephant tails and elephant tails was my favorite my favorite shop so i'll come back to that um then there was a shop across and i can't remember what it was called but it was uh, a lot of like african memorabilia masks and and instruments and things like that uh traders of timbuktu i think is what it was called yeah so it was uh right so there was the surf shop and then there was elephant tails and then there was the traders of timbuktu so that was a lot of masks and instruments and uh that shop saw zero traffic all day long it was to get stuck in that shop was just painful i mean you would hope that someone would just come in with a, a map and be like we're lost help us find a way out because uh that that was really a a tough a tough gig to pull that uh, that shop for the day but after that was the Zanzibar Shell Company which I think is now called the Zanzibar Trading Company and uh, that um, that store was nothing but like the Cocoa Beach touristy shells you know picture frames made of shells and necklaces made of shells and refrigerator magnets made of shells with the googly eyes I could st- I've wrapped so many of those and uh, it was funny because if, if there's a customer you didn't like a guest you didn't like then uh may lean a little heavy on the shell when you were wrapping it um you know never break anything but uh kind of show your displeasure um, but anyways moving up to the the next if you go up the breezeway a little bit there was a shop called island supply and island supply was a little more contemporary you could get uh, oakley sunglasses were big then and uh you know more like rainforest and and uh those types of shirts you know like if you kind of think of the old banana republic then they used to sell books and and um and different branded shirts about travel um that's kind of what uh, island supply was and I, I think it's just recently changed into a uh, into a sunglasses hut something like that so uh that was a fun shop to work with. actually i liked uh the shops mainly due to the music so uh and uh, i would say that uh, Tiki Tropic Shop was a lot of um, Bob Marley and stuff like that, and Island Supply was kind of more worldly, world music. But what I really loved uh, was the music in Elephant Tales, and I think that's why I love working at Elephant Tales so much. So the first thing about Elephant Tales is that it's way tucked in the back, and it just sold clothing, and it was very, it was themed 
very much like uh, you know the 1930s, very African Queen and Jungle Cruise and Shrunken Ned. You know, if you've ever been out to Disneyland, um, Skipper Canteen, like that type of vibe. And we used to play this great old music, you know, Kings of Swing, and um, you know, Glenn Miller, and and I, I love that era and I love that music and I listen to it all the time. And so I would always, you know, raise my hand to. <clears throat> raised my hand to work in Elephant Tales because A, it was rarely busy, but B, because the music was just so good and, you know, I can still, there's a certain smell, there's a certain smell to that store because of the wood, it was a different, you know, it was a kind of a wood that just, just gave an odor that, uh, that's kind of still sticks in my nose today when I smell it and, uh, you know, it was a, it was a good time. I, I, uh, I have to say that I enjoyed working, uh, in merchandise more than I thought. And I really loved Adventureland. I still do. It's my favorite land out of all the, the lands within the parks because it kind of still has that old feel except for that horrible, horrible Aladdin's ride in the middle of it. That's just a sacrilege just to have that horrible thing there. But, uh, you know, that was my that was my first job. And, you know, it was funny because I uh, would meet all the college programmers coming in and college if you're not familiar with the college program it's an internship if you can call it that where uh, Disney would would basically uh, seduce college students to come down and uh, and be you know full-time labor for eight or 12 weeks in the summertime or actually whenever and they'd stay you know in, in apartments and things like that and 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 uh, my sister met her husband on uh, the college program years and years and years ago so I was familiar with it but uh, you know now is a little bit older and could kind of have fun with the college program kids and so you know we used to cut up and and have a good time when we get done with work or you know we'd kind of come in on our day off and, and give everyone a hard time but uh you know I was still a a minor so I had to you know take specific lunch breaks every four hours or two hours I can't remember what it was I think it was every four hours uh, but it was it was fun it was really a good experience to to learn you know what it's like to work at Walt Disney World and um, and not just be a guest and it's a, it's a completely different experience you know you you don't think about the the cast members sometimes you just kind of go and you run to the rides and you ride the rides and that's that and if you have a great experience and you have a great experience you have a bad experience and it's you know it tends to be on the people and uh, uh, you know it's it was really the beginning of my Disney career which has spanned so many different parks and, and resorts and positions and, and jobs and uh, it's really exciting you know it's funny I haven't worked in so long and I start talking about it and uh, it comes right back to me so um, anyways I feel like I've been rambling enough for uh, my first podcast uh, but uh, I, I hope you guys enjoy this it's something I would like to continue to do if you're interested in hearing some more stories I've got I really do have a lot of them, not just me being a cast member on the job, but me being a cast member and, and doing all the fun things that cast members get to do. I mean, there's, I could do a month on Pleasure Island alone and uh, more college program stories. <laughs> uh, you know, even stuff when I remember when I was a kid and, and going and, and you know, having a different experience than, you know, what's even available now. Most of the things that I know and love have been, you know, shuttered or changed. And so it's a, it's a different experience and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited to tell more of this. So hope you guys enjoy, uh, coming up about 20 minutes. So I 
think that's about a good length of, of conversation uh, for this. So I'll try and keep it at that in the future. But, uh, you know, in the meantime, let me know what you think. And, uh, and maybe we'll do a few more of these. So thanks again for listening. And uh, I'll see you next time.